0: America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the number one app for free sports betting, picks, props, and parlays. Download the free Pixwise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football veteran in the United States? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards Justin and Rob. And unfortunately, the Eagles fall to the 49ers, 17 to 11. Tough game, simply because there were so many opportunities for us to win this game. It really didn't feel like the 49ers outplayed us until later in the second half. They started uh, pounding the rock running it down our throats and the defense couldn't get off the field. Offense could only put up 11 points. I mean, we have a 91 yard touchdown, or no, sorry, 91 yard reception somehow get zero points. Very, very frustrating. We'll tee it up with you. Uh, realist. Well, no, we'll go to, we'll go to Justin. Justin, what's your instant reaction to the Eagles loss? Uh, all losses are frustrating, but this one felt tough. Cause we, we, we had
1: such a shot to win this game. Yeah, Sean. Actually, frustrating is the exact word I was going to use here. Um, I'm, I was frustrated because we were good enough. Uh, we dominated that first half for the most point for the most part, other than on points. Um, our defense came in; they looked great. Um, our offense even looked really good in that first half, and we were um, as talented, if not more talented than them. And unfortunately we weren't able to pull it off. And I think a lot of that blame goes to the coaching staff. I mean, we had dumb penalties from Barnett there though. It's sports like we had oh. guys giving up on routes like Ragger to the outside. We had a blocked punt, you know, or sorry, a blocked field goal. And then, you know, we weren't able to, uh, uh, convert when we needed to, um, especially on those goal line situations. So uh, frustrating, uh, yeah. just all around frustrating. Rager running out of
0: bounds, and I fa- made the fatal mistake again. It's week two for us as fans. I sang the song. You're only supposed to sing the song after the extra point is kicked. Everyone knows that. I I start. I sang the Eagles fight song when that when Rager had the touchdown, and then of course it gets called back. I even got the shot glasses out to do a uh, Rager
1: bomb. So I maybe I'll, I'll take the L on that one. But well, uh, yeah. If I could just say I'm I'm talking about the out route. I know about the one yeah. who stepped out of bounds, but then there was a, a play later on where it looked like he could have caught the pass if he had just continued to to run to the sideline there. Well, and this and this is just a perfect way to tee it up
0: for realist Rob. Rob, were we getting ahead of ourselves after that week one win in Atlanta? What are, what are your uh, instant reactions to this uh, frustrating loss to the 49ers?
2: Yeah, you know, I think clearly we were. Um this was a frustrating game, but I I think it was mostly frustrating because it follows the game that we had against the Falcons. I mean, we look, we were all overly optimistic after that game, but it was hard not to be. It's a new era, new regime. Uh, you had a fantastic start and, you know, I was a little nervous all week. I know I stayed optimist Rob last week, but I was a little nervous that this was setting up to be the perfect letdown game. And, uh, you know, on one hand, I'm not sure it was a hundred percent of a letdown, but it kind of was at the same time. And I I think we, you know, my realist take is we got to step back. And again, just kind of look at this in a vacuum. I think had we not blown the Falcons out and just came in with normal expectations, say we beat the Falcons by, you know, seven points or three points or something like that. I think we would feel a lot differently about this game and maybe even optimistic because, Look, at the end of the day, we made a lot of mistakes uh in the game. I don't think Sirianni had a particularly good day. He got way too cute on the offense and and to his credit, he took accountability for that in his press conference, which I was happy to see. Um but the 49ers are a good team, and I don't think many people coming into the season expected us to beat the 49ers. And I think if you would have asked most people, if you're one and two or one and one after two games, most people would have said that sounds about right. That would be good. So I think we need to look at it from that perspective. I I think, you know, look, we have a very, very young team. We have a young QB. We have a young, not only a young head coach, but a very young coaching staff in general. So there's gonna be some bumps in the road. Um, you know, look at other young QBs around the league. They're making mistakes too, just like Hertz is. I, I I say it again, I know he's not a rookie, but he's in for all intents and purposes, a rookie. I mean, Zach Wilson had four TDs. I know it's the Jets, but not TDs, four interceptions. So I, I think we just need to look at this as a bump in the road. And it's something that we have to build upon, and we're gonna have to see how we build upon, but I don't think we should panic. And um, you know, we just have to take that realistic view of it. That hey, th- this is where we are as a team. Let's build upon it. But on the positive side, we hung in there and we could have won that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there and we'll get to some bright spots uh, later on. You know, where, where there certainly are some bright spots that we can hit on. Uh, you know, moving forward again, I, I do like the team's mentality. This is round two. We're moving on to round three. Maybe the Cowboys Monday night game was a uh, look ahead spot for this young Eagles team Hertz and Sirianni, the biggest two uh, components of the Eagles team and, and how they're going to do this year, as far as grades for Hertz and for Sirianni, man, I'm going to give Sirianni a, a a C, just a flat C I'll give Hertz a, a, B minus. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I got to go, I'll go C plus. Cause I, I think we can, I think it's okay to have higher expectations for Jalen hurts again, even though it's what is only a six game started. Only second game started in this system. Woke up to a heated debate on the uh, text thread to whether or not Jalen hurts has a strong arm. I, I don't think he has a cannon arm like a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, or Aaron Rodgers, but I do think his arm is good enough. I mean, you saw him air it out to Quez Watkins, hit him in stride. I mean, he had Devonta Smith open, underthrew it, but I I think the underthrow was a more a timing issue than just certainly arm strength. But uh, yeah, I, I think C plus is a fair grade for Hertz, and I'll I'll give Sirianni a C. I'm going to give him actually a C minus that that uh, first and goal from the one, those four plays he called Uh, you, you have Jalen hurts. You have this beast of a dude. You have this hashtag rare breed hashtag rent is due every day guy who will find a way to get in the end zone. As you saw when they got down there once again, late in the game. So I, I don't know why you don't sneak it to. Um, you know, hurts there. I, I get the uh, Philly special place would have gone nuts, but you didn't need to, you, you got hurts. Just sneak it and move on. Justin, where are you at grading, uh, hurts and Sirianni coming off this game?
1: Uh, So I I got Hertz at a C right now. I actually, uh, he had two really good passes, one that counted and one that didn't, didn't. Um, you know, that one to Watkins that you pointed out. And then that other one to Rager was, was spot on. It was a great pass actually. So I I understand some people, you know, giving him criticism about the arm and whatnot, but I think those are people who didn't like the Hertz pickup to begin with. And now they're just using the evidence from this game to solidify what they, what their opinion was originally, Cause they couldn't do that last game when he played really well, uh, not to mention, I mean, it, he had a decent rating. He just wasn't able to pull off what we had hoped he would have been able to pull off. The other thing too, is, you know, he's not really work in the middle of the field. I mean, I think that's been pointed out in other areas at this point. And um, I noticed, or at least I saw this, that, uh, PFF ranked him as the 31st, uh, has the 31st grade, uh, passing grade for play action. So Mm. right now he's got to work on that a little bit more. And, uh, I think Sirianni has got to figure out a way to either not use play action as much with him or find a way to utilize it, but get him to to be successful when using play action. Now those numbers could be skewed a little bit because we've only played two games so far. So who knows a couple more, uh, completions in play action and that number could skyrocket. But uh, overall, I got him out of C there. The other thing too, uh, with Sirianni, I got them at a C minus, At this point, uh, for the same reasons you pointed out already, Uh, the goal line plays, uh, you know, and then the play calls and the play designs, though, they're just flawed at at this point. Seems like with some of those plays, he only had one option to throw to, and it wasn't the right option. Those guys were covered. So uh, Sirianni has got to find a better way to uh, not only uh, make the right play calls, but also create better play designs uh, in order for this team to be successful at this point. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, they, they really,
0: it was weird. I, I think it was like much of the second half didn't do much passing yards. Didn't do much as far as getting the receivers involved. And part of that was San Francisco's offense just had a, you know, what it was it 16 play drive and just ate up a ton of clock and the offense couldn't get into a rhythm. It, it's weird as far as uh, Sirianni. I mean, they had so much success with Goddard in game one it was a shame we didn't see more of him until later on in the game. Uh, I would have liked to see Goddard kind of have a bigger role, and maybe he will. But um, you know, San Francisco's game plan was just to pound the pound the rock, keep the ball out of the Eagles' hands, and uh, it, it really started working towards the second half. Rob, what do you? Where are you at? Uh, get out your uh, get out your grade sheet. What do you got for Hertz and Sirianni? Yeah, I'm similar to you guys.
2: I mean, I, I think I have Hertz to see and, and look. I, I, I think i I've heard all the noise about is his arm strong enough? I, I think it's something to watch. I, I tend to agree with you, Sean. I think clearly he doesn't have a Josh Allen arm, a Patrick Mahomes arm, something like that. You know, th- I don't think that's even in dispute. But I do think he's made some throws that lead me to believe he has a strong enough arm that he can play QB in the NFL. I don't get the sense that he can't make throws. So, I think like you said, I think it is timing or maybe it's his mechanics. Maybe he didn't step into it properly. I mean, the one deep throw, I think it was the Devonte Smith one. It just looked awkward. The delivery. I don't know if he stepped weird or yeah. something, but it just, it looks strange to me, not smooth. So, um, something to watch. Certainly if it turns into a trend where he's consistently under throwing guys, then, you know, maybe we re- have to reevaluate it, but I don't, you know, we certainly can't make any definitive diagnosis after two games. Um, you know, one thing about him and an interesting stat, Justin just cited that he was, you know, ranked last or close to last for play action. I saw another tweet, unless someone was trolling us that said uh pro football focus had him ranked as the sixth passing QB third rushing QB and yeah. second overall. So I don't, I don't know where that came from. Candidly, I think it seems high based on just my eye test, but Um, you know, the one positive is he's not turning it over. I know he had one fumble. We recovered it, but you know, in two games, just to have that one fumble that we recovered, that's not bad. So the ball security, I am happy about, um, you know, the, the one thing I will say about him though, and this is a positive thing is he does continue to look composed out there. I haven't seen him. Look rattled. I haven't seen him get happy feet in the pocket where he's just dancing around or or running for the sake of running. I mean, he had some nice runs, but again, I didn't get the sense that he was looking to run first unless it was a design play. So I, I continue to be impressed by that, considering it's only his, you know, sixth start. Um, and and the one strange thing. I really felt like at the end of that game, if we could have got that stop and we got screwed wow. on a delay, a game, by the way, that he could have let us down and scored. I just, I had that confidence in him and I don't know if it's his composure or something else, but I, I really felt like that going down the stretch. So that's why I'm sticking with the C, but I did see some glimmers of hope there. And I do have some reasons for optimism going on a Sirianni. I mean, this was a, uh, as good as I thought he was last game. I, I just thought he did not have a good game. I, I would give no. him a, a C minus, maybe even a D plus, um, you know, one crazy stat that I saw the last completion to a receiver came with seven minutes and 12 seconds left in the first half that, is- how is that even possible? I mean, so think about that. We didn't complete one ball to the receiver the entire second half. I mean, that is a mind blowing stat. So he needs to game plan better. We already talked about that goal line stand. The plays were atrocious that trick play. I had no problem going with it, going for it on fourth. I would have been fine with the field goal, but you don't run a trick play there. I mean, come on, not the time to do it. He needs to learn from this. I agree with you a hundred percent, Sean, he should have been attacking the middle of the field with the tight ends. I am starting to get concerned about this aversion to to throwing across the middle. I hope it's not a pattern. I think it's something we need to work on. We can't just throw to the outsides, or teams are going to catch on that quick.
0: Yeah, it is. uh, I mean, yeah. There's a there's a lot to unpack there with Sirianni, and and hopefully it ends up being a, a learning experience for him for the team moving forward and uh, a massive test coming up against the Cowboys next week. If we can't get the receivers going against the Cowboys, then we're really in trouble. All right. We're going to get some more bright spots from the game. Cause I do think there are some, and, and Rob was kind of dancing around some of them, but I, I do think there are some room, uh, you know, some real optimistic takes that we can hang on to moving forward. Before we do that, I want to shout out win bet. Of course, the presenting sponsor of the sports gambling podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Diehard Eagles Podcast. Head over to Win Bet and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars right now. The Cowboys-Eagles listed as minus four. The Cowboys four-point favorites in Dallas Monday night total sitting at fifty-one and a half. You know I'm going to be getting down on the money line. Give me the Eagles plus one sixty, plus one seventy, whatever it closes at. Uh, not to tip my hand on the pick, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about that more. And of course, PropSwap.com, where you can go to buy and sell real sports betting tickets. If you want to get down, it's still optimistic like me, Jalen Hurts MVP, you can, you can buy that on PropSwap. Again, any sort of sports bets you want to buy or sell. And maybe uh, sports gambling isn't legal in your state yet. Well, you can buy and sell uh, sports betting tickets over at propswap.com. Use a promo code SGP and get up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, everyone's favorite, PixWise.com. Oh, they're giving you every game, every day, every sport, the who, how, and why behind every pick. Uh, make sure you just check them out, PixWise.com. Download the free PixWise app to make your next bet better. backs, responsible gambling, gambling problem. Call 1 800 gambler for me. And and this kind of dawned on me later on in this, in the afternoon, there's a bunch of stuff you can take away bright spots for me on the defense. The bright spot is we're two games in and and the defense has only let up 23 points. Now, certainly they had to figure out a way to get off the field in that 49ers game. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more turnover wise. They they got robbed, I think, of a fumble there with that kind of suspect helmet uh, to helmet call on uh, Trey Sermon. That should have been a fumble, and and that would have been a huge momentum shift for the Birds. But I, I think the fact that the defense has only let up twenty three points in two games that's a huge takeaway. Again, Dallas will be the real test, and the other bright spot for me uh, again, Jalen Hurts looked uh, flawed in this game too. However, I'll say this. Eye test stats, whatever you want to go by. Doesn't Jalen hurts. Just look much better than he did last year. I mean, we saw some bright spots last year towards the end, but he looks way more consistent, way more like an actual quarterback than he did last year. So I I think, I mean, I've seen a, a, a nice jump up a nice, level of improvement from Hertz. At, at least again, this is a small sample size It's basically four games last year and, and two so far this year, but regardless of what, how you think he played in game two, I, I think it's definitely better than a lot of what we saw last year. So that's a bright spot I'm holding on to for sure. Justin, what about you? What are some bright spots from this 49ers loss?
1: Yeah, I think you hit on the biggest one, the defense. I mean, we held Shanahan's Niners to 17 points. I mean, that is something to hang your hat on uh right there. We didn't hold any team to 17 points last year. I was just looking through our schedule. Uh <laughs> we weren't able to do that. So I mean to go in there, um, or for them to come to us, I guess, and uh, you know, grab a little to play. They had pretty solid, uh, offense, almost everybody healthy. Moisture was out, but what are you going to do? Uh, held them to 17 points. I mean, that's something to hang your hat on right there. And we almost bowled them in the first half. I mean, yeah. other than that, that, uh, past the Samuel, I mean, we really, uh, held them pretty tight. I think we, uh, did three, three and ounce to start the game against them. Um, sweat looked great. I mean, that signing right there was already paying off. Hargrave looks better each and every game. Um yeah, uh nothing too bad to say about them. I guess uh the safeties were probably our weakest link with Harris and Epps out there. And Wallace continues to struggle a little bit, hoping to see a little bit more out of him as the season goes forward. But um, yeah, uh, I the brightest spot obviously was the defense.
0: Yeah, what about yeah, you, Rob? Yeah, before I get to that,
2: you know, it was interesting just to mention Josh Sweat, but I actually saw in the snaps, Ryan Kerrigan played significantly more snaps actually than sweat, which seems a little odd. I, I don't know if it was something they saw or maybe just the side that, that, that he was playing after Brandon Graham went down. But uh, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit that I saw online. Well,
0: well yeah. And uh, to hop in there, I, I saw the Kerrigan snap count as well. And I go, he, he had all those snaps. I, 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 I couldn't remember seeing him out there or at least involved. I mean, he, obviously he was out there, but he must not have been involved really in any sort of play. So I I know we came in with the idea of like, Oh, maybe he's going to be this Chris long esque pass rusher. And maybe he's going to, you know, have some sweet uh, sacks on third downs. Again, he, he had like a hand injury. So maybe he has a little bit of a slow start, but haven't seen really any impact from Ryan Kerrigan so far. Maybe with the Brandon Graham injury, he'll get more opportunity, but uh, yeah, Rob, where are you at with some, some bright spots? Yeah. So I think that
2: the, the big takeaway to me is it it looks like we are developing a deep threat of an offense that we do have some speed down the sides. I mean, I know we, we just criticized the goal line stance, but look, we got there in one play Um, that throw to Quez, 91 yards. um, You know, he hit him perfectly in stride. Um, so, you know, we do have some speed, you know, the, even the Rager play, I know he stepped out of bounds, but it was a nice play. It was a nice completion. You know, hopefully next time he's smart enough to give himself enough uh, space, uh, even the, you know, the, even the shots to Devante, they're taking the shots. And I do like to see that. I almost felt like they took too many that game, but. I like to see the deep game developing because I do think it can pay dividends for the offense going forward. Especially if we would get those tight ends going over the middle, then yeah. you know, with those threats on the outside, I have to think that would be tough to cover. So, to me, that was a bright, big bright spot. Even though we didn't have a ton of completions there, the fact that I see potential in those, uh, you know, that chemistry growing for the rest of the season, and then. You know, the other bright spot, I'm just going to highlight again. And I think we're talking about him every week now it's becoming a, a pattern, but you know, Jordan Milata, again, the highest graded Eagle 91.2 grade I saw, and he did not have an easy task this week going against Bosa. So the fact that I think Bosa had one sack, um, but for a large part, you know, he was contained by Milata And, and, you know, for him to do that against one of the premier pass rushers in the league, again, just shows you how special this guy could be.
0: Yeah. It it is crazy to hit on a, a guy who never played football, but then on the opposite side, getting nothing from the first round pick that you traded up for. It is kind of how in a nutshell and, and same with Josh sweat, where Josh sweat, we're almost getting more out of Josh sweat. They're extending Josh sweat. Meanwhile, Derek Barnett, the first round pick, they're basically letting him play out his contract. Uh, I, I don't know if he gets re signed. They're kind of doing the Nelson uh, Aguilar thing where they just like, okay, we'll see how it goes. But I, I gotta tell you, my patience is running
2: very thin with Derek Barnett. It seems like he's constantly having these dumb penalties that are just costing us. And and, and I don't know what it is. I hope Sirianni does something to to hold him accountable, but it just seems like over and over, you know, he's having these penalties and, it, and it's becoming frustrating. It was a huge play last game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It went from a third and 15 to a first and 10. And just to point out, I mean, with Derek Barnett, PFF had him ranked. Uh, his score here was 58.5. Nothing too great, but uh, I do want to go back to sweat here. 76.5 is overall PFF rank uh, rate right there. Yeah, no, I mean, sweats a baller.
0: The, the only thing with sweat was like, Hey, will the knee hold out? But uh, I mean, again, the Eagles know his medical is better than we do. And if they feel confident extending him, getting a early good price on it, then uh, I, I think it does end up being a steal. If you can extend a guy like sweat at a premium of a position, I mean, pass rush is not cheap. So the fact that they felt good extending him means that knee must not be too bad and that they feel pretty good. Um, you know, moving on with them. What about the, what about the season overall? I, certainly a tough loss getting that first home L out of the way, Justin, where are you at with this loss as far as impacting the season or just, you know, your, your season long expectations so far?
1: You know, I don't, my expectations overall, I don't think it impacts a, a ton. Um, I think they're kind of still where with this loss where I kind of expected them to be, if they had won, I think it would have raised my expectations a little bit more. Um, I, I'm just still a little bit unsure about them. I, I still want to see more. Um, I think it affects your game prediction though, Sean, for the season. What'd you say 11 and six, I think this is, yes. am I right? Yeah. I think this is one of those games where, yeah, I could see them possibly getting to 10 or even 11 wins if they had won this one. I think this brings them back down to, uh, you know, possibly that nine and eight season that uh, we were talking about the beginning, but who knows? Um, I I just have to say like good teams win good teams and good coaches win close games like this, especially games where it looked like they were dominating the first half. Uh, The one thing that Um, I wanted to see, and I was hoping I would see is that, you know, Sirianni would get these guys galvanized and they'd be able to, you know, come out second half, not hang their heads and, you know, keep playing like they had played in the first half. But the one thing I do wonder with Sirianni and the fact that he is so rah, rah, and he's so motivational is that can run. Dry a little bit, especially if you're always using it. So, I don't know if he could go to that card at halftime at this point in order to get these guys going. Granted, they're professionals, so who knows what speech they need, anyways. But uh, it's just something I had in the back of my mind uh, when watching that game. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things there.
0: I I didn't get the sense the team quit. I didn't get the sense that they were kind of bailing. I mean, the defense, they were certainly gassed, but I, I didn't get the sense that they were like packing it in. They just couldn't get stops, and they were just getting pushed around. Yeah, I mean, I, I still eleven and six is on the high end. Ten and seven probably the more realistic prediction for season long. But again, we go at Cowboys, and then th- these are some tough games: Chiefs at home, at Panthers, and the Panthers look better than probably most people expected. And then Bucks at home. So these, you know, Bucks at home on a, on a short week um, there the Thursday night, which you know, if you're going to play the bucks, your best bet is Thursday night at home, because it's always tough to get a Thursday night win on the road. So the fact that we're playing the chiefs and the bucks at home helps our chances there, these next four games, I, I think we gotta, gotta win two of them. And obviously the, uh, the Cowboys game being the biggest one, the division. And of course it being the Cowboys, Rob, what about you season expectations? Are are you, uh, w- where are you at with the season meter?
2: No, again, I, I I think we're right in line with what I initially picked. I I stuck with the nine and eight. And I think, you know, I'm going to stick with that at this point. I I think coming into the season, I would have guessed we'd be about one and one after the the first two games. So this isn't a surprise to me, honestly, if anything, I'm, I'm happy that we seemingly had, you know, we didn't play our best, especially offensively. And we still almost beat the Niners. So I I think you can take some positives from that. But like you said, there's no doubt about it. We have a tough stretch of schedule coming up. I mean, the chiefs, the bucks, those are not easy games. So I think we need to, to keep expectations in line, but you know, we're about where I would expect, honestly, you know, taking both games together, we probably, are ahead of where I would have expected. Maybe not from a win loss count, but just from
0: the eye test and how the team's coming together. Yeah. I test. They, they look pretty solid. The yeah. I mean, especially the defense, I, I think I was cautiously optimistic, but I mean, we remember that defense last year was just God awful. He couldn't stop anyone complete disaster. I mean, even when Hertz was in there, the play calling, it was just such a it was really just a train wreck uh, all around so it, it's refreshing the the eye test is there all right we gotta we gotta hit on some injury stuff and uh do an early look for the Cowboys game Monday night coming up of course uh, make sure you check out mintmobile.com get you a, a nice new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month all you got to do go to mintmobile.com sports sgp mintmobile.com sports SGP, GP cut your wireless bill down to 15 bucks. I know it sounds too good to be true, but they cut out the middleman pass the savings on to you and keeps.com keeps.com. You want to hang on to that hair, Rob and Justin, they have amazing hair. They don't have to worry about it. Guys like me, the hair, I, I had to pull out a couple of follicles during the 49ers game. Again, I want to hang on to everything I got. So go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free keeps.com slash SGP. First month free keeps.com slash SGP. And of course odds, crowd.com free fantasy uh, betting contest. Uh, you can win real cash. It's a sweet pick tracking app. You get it all in the odds crowd app. Make sure you check that out. Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks go down with injuries. Brandon Graham, of course, down for the season, really a uh, tough there. Brandon Graham, all-time Eagle seems like a great guy by all accounts, tough to see him gone. I, I guess the positive is of the positions where we have some depth, I, I think defensive end, maybe one of them. Uh, so uh, there is that kind of a bright spot, but it's going to be tough to lose him Brooks. Uh, he's out sounds like a, some sort of pec injury, but not a peck tear. Otherwise he'd be gone for the season. Sounds like short-term IR. We'll see how many weeks he ends up missing. Landon Dickerson has to step up between the two Brandon's. Which one are are we going to miss more on the field, Rob, Brandon, Graham or Brandon Brooks?
2: No, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say, Brandon Brooks. I, I think him and lane really anchor that right side of the line. I I am optimistic about Landon Dickerson. It sounds like he's probably going to keep the start for next week. He came in this week. But look, just having that cohesiveness on the line goes such a long way, especially when you have a young QB, I think, uh, Brandon Graham, I I don't want to discount anything about him. He's an all time Eagle and, and his leadership is probably off the charts. Um, it's definitely off the charts, but I think from a pure talent perspective, we can probably fill in for him a little better than replacing one of the best guards in the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Cause I, I do think, yeah, I mean, Brandon Brooks is just so good. Thankfully, it, you know, of the positions that you, you know, you're worried about guard is probably the lowest on the line, but uh, certainly not, not good there. Justin, what about you? Who are we going to miss more? Brandon Brooks, Brandon Graham? Uh,
1: I'm just, I'm going to take the other side of the argument just to take the other side. Um, uh, in this case, uh, I'll say Graham. Uh for actually reasons that Rob just brought up. You know, he's kind of the cheerleader there on that side of the ball. Uh he gets these guys going. Great leadership uh over there. Um, I know we can hopefully fill his role, but um uh Dickerson now hopefully will be able to, you know, fill in that position for Brooks, as we just pointed out. Uh Herbig is behind him too. And, you know, he's had he's played decent in the past, not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, uh he's gotten in there in some snaps last season, um, and even the previous season. So um I'm just gonna say Graham in this case, uh he's, he's a big part of that defense. And I don't I'm not sure uh how how badly they're gonna be affected with him gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily it sounds like he's all about, you know, still being a part of the team and, and being there for the games and being on the sidelines. So hopefully some of that energy, some of that veteran leadership, we can still get that even though he, uh, he won't be out on the field and we haven't talked about him at all, but Hargrave, man, I, 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 we should have probably hit on him during the bright spots, but I felt like that guy came to play. and. And so far out of the gate, he's, I think you could make a case. He's been our most impactful uh, defensive player. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if his role increases at all, you know, they did move him around a little bit. I know Milton Williams, um, they, they had some snaps of him in training camp at uh, at defensive end. So maybe he gets worked into that rotation. They do have options and, you know, we'll see Dickerson. Ken super hyped up for him. It's just all about staying healthy on the offensive line. So hopefully he, uh, he does stay healthy there. Zach Ertz, Unfortunately he's now on the COVID list by all accounts. He's fully vaccinated. Still tested positive. Sounds like he could miss between three to five days. So he still has a chance to play against the Cowboys. I feel like I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I feel like he's always showed up for Dallas week. So would be nice to get him back uh something to monitor during the week but as far as matchups the game itself what are uh what are some early thoughts uh, uh Rob before we get to you know we'll do a whole episode preview of the Cowboys game give some player props etc but what are you uh any early thoughts here for Dallas yeah, I mean my early thoughts are are
2: our defense is going to have their hands full I mean look uh you know their, their offense is legit. Uh, Dax played well, they have the receivers and and they have the running game. You know, interestingly, you could argue they're, they're almost better with Pollard than Zeke, um, yeah. but it, it's, it's not going to be an easy task. And I think, you know, realistically, if we're going to beat them, we're going to have to put points up. I mean, you know, scoring 10 points or something probably is not going to get the job done as well as our defense has been playing. So um you know the good news is as good as their offense is their defense is is that bad so it could lend itself to a shootout and i think we're going to have to come ready to play
0: yeah i mean the the total uh, i i gave it out there it was like uh 51 and a half i mean how how does this not hit over i'll tell you it, it is the nfc east it is a rivalry game it'll be interesting to see Sirianni. This is really again as an Eagles head coach, how you handle Dallas week, how you get the team prepared for Dallas on the national stage. It's going to be a huge gut check time for both Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I I almost certainly Hurts has played in that stadium before, uh, when he was with Alabama or even a. Uh, Oklahoma. I'll I'll have to do some uh, research that uh, coming up for the uh, preview podcast, but I'm definitely going to keep my eye on, or, you know, just kind of watch the storylines. And really for me, it will be that defensive line getting pressure on they there without their right tackle lay Collins, the Cowboys are. So that is a huge opportunity for the Eagles. And on the other side, to Marcus Lawrence, isn't bringing a pass rush let up a ton of yards to Justin Herbert. There were a bunch of penalties and, and turnovers where the, the chargers really shot themselves in the foot, had a real chance to win that game. I know I was sitting on chargers minus three. They really blew that game. But uh, yeah, I think our ability to rush the passer is something that will be huge. And you know, us getting pressure on Dak, making things hard for him, making him it just making him sweat, making him move around. Cause I, I, as much as he looked good throwing the ball, I still don't think he's a hundred percent comfortable scrambling, running around on, uh, on that broken ankle that he's still recovering from Justin. What about you? What are you looking forward to in this, uh, you know, as we get to uh, the Dallas game
1: and you guys hit about on Uh, a lot there. Uh, I don't have much to add to that other than the one thing I will be looking at is just, uh, what we're doing on third and short situations, what type of plays we're we're deciding to go with. And then, uh, one other thing is that we have not converted a fourth down so far. So I'm looking to see, Hey, in a game like this, where things push comes to shove and we got to start converting some fourth downs, can we do it? And, uh, what plays are we designing in order for this team to be successful?
0: Yeah, no, that is, that is great point. Our, our goal line or short yardage, very suspect. And again, this is, this is a huge opportunity for Sirianni to go make a statement. If he gets out coached by Mike McCarthy on prime time on Monday night football, that is uh it's going to be a tough rest of the year, I think for the birds and for Nick Sirianni, but we're going to go all go super deep into that. Episode when we break it down later on the week. Make sure you subscribe to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Don't miss an episode. And again, we are on uh, Twitter now. We officially have a uh, have a new uh, Twitter. We got well, we didn't ha- we didn't really have a Twitter before, but Die Hard Eagles fifty two in honor of Super Bowl fifty two. I'm going to keep trying to get the original uh, Die Hard Eagles name uh, Twitter, but right now it's just a guy who uh, tweeted about working from home and uh, some other like weird <laughs> <laughs> Viagra Cialis scam back in 2011, who hasn't updated his profile. So maybe we can give uh, get Twitter to uh, get rid of his handle and give it to us. But for now, dire Eagles 52, in honor of super bowl, 52 poor. The Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green for Rob, for Justin, a Go Birds. Go Birds. Go birds.